Lord. Um, I want to thank my sister for giving us, reminding us of the faithfulness and the goodness of God. It's a beautiful song. That all our lives God has been faithful. And all our lives God has been so, so good. So the, the, the hymn says that with every breath that he's able, he will sing of the goodness of God. Hallelujah. My prayer is that that will be our song. And all of us will always sing of the goodness of God. Hallelujah. So, once again, let me say thank you to Apostle and the leadership for giving me the opportunity to share some thoughts with us this evening. And the topic that we have been given is blessed is the man who believes. Blessed is the man who believes. Shall we bow down our heads for prayer? Our most holy Lord, we come before you once again this evening. And Lord, we surrender to you. We ask the Lord, may you speak to us. We pray, the Lord, even as you speak to us, the spirit of yours within us will be stirred up. And Lord, we shall be doers of your word to the glory and praise of your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Blessed is the man who believes. Blessed is the man who believes. And this evening, um, I pray that the Lord will instruct us so that by the time we leave, we will know that indeed it is a pleasure to always believe the Lord because he has a lot of good things uh, for us. I have taken as my anchor scripture for this evening um, a passage from John. So I'll be reading from John chapter 20, and I'm looking at verses 19 to 29. John chapter 20, the gospel of John chapter 20, and I'm reading from verse 19, and I'll end at 29. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. It says that that evening... Or that Sunday evening, John 20, 19. Or the same day, evening, being the first day of the week. Can we have the New Living Translation, please? If, if you have that. That Sunday evening, the disciples were meeting behind locked doors. Because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. Suddenly, Jesus was standing there among them. Peace be with you, he said. As he spoke, he showed them the wounds in his hands and his side. They were filled with joy when they saw the Lord. Again, he said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. Then he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. One of the disciples, Thomas, 
nicknamed the twin, was not with the others when Jesus came in. They told him, we have seen the Lord. But he replied, I wouldn't believe it unless I see the nail wounds in his hands and put my fingers into them and place my hands into the wound in his side. Eight days later, the disciples were together again. And this time, Thomas was with them. The doors were locked. But suddenly, as before, Jesus was standing among them. Peace be with you, he said. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and look at my hands. Put your hand into the wound in my side. Don't be faithless any longer. Believe. My Lord and my God, Thomas exclaimed. Then Jesus told him, You believe because you have seen me. Blessed are those who believe without seeing me. The disciples saw Jesus do many other miraculous signs in addition to the ones recorded in this book. Amen. So, this is a story. <laughs> Some time after Jesus had resurrected, he appeared to his disciples and we are told that Thomas was not there. And when Thomas came and his colleagues told him, he said, oh, this one, this one, a lie. Ha! The man is dead. We all saw him buried. He says, unless I see him and I put my hands in his hands to feel the nail and in his side, ah, ah, this one, I will not believe. And um, we are told that a week later, again, the disciples were together, the doors were closed, and Jesus appeared. And then he called Thomas, said, come and put your hands here and put it at my side. Thomas replied, my Lord and my God. And that is when Jesus made this all-important statement that you believe because you have seen me, but blessed are those who believe without seeing me. I believe that so many of us, like Peter, like, like Thomas, we live our lives with seeing is believing. No be so. Seeing is believing. If I see the thing, nagani, nagani, yeah, then that one. But if I don't see it, then I don't believe it. But Jesus, in this example, taught Thomas, and I believe that Jesus has a lesson for all of us, for that matter, that there is something that is better than always living our lives, you know, waiting to see before we believe. And in, indeed, uh, for us as Christians, Jesus again reminds us that, you know, it is better to believe, you know, than to always wait to see. Jesus was not teaching thereby that, you know, uh, we Christians should, as somebody say, build our castles in the air. As for us, we are always heavily minded. So nothing at all on this earth matters. We, ask, we set our, our, our eyes on, on, on high. No. But Jesus was drawing attention that he has given us his word and that his word is worth trusting. That he is as good as his word. And therefore, when he says something to us, you know, we must believe. I think the other time I, I shared with you 
that it is in the going that you realize. So, you know, Jesus had met the, if you remember, the lepers. And he said, go and show yourself to the, the, the priests. And I mean, the people were still leprous. The leprosy was still on them. And they could have said, <laughs> like uh, Naaman, ah, are there not better things? Just saying, you know, as for talk, the talk is cheap. But it was as they went. So our experience of the miraculous, our experience of the, of the extraordinary, our experience of the supernatural occurs as we believe and take action. And that is what Jesus was drawing Thomas's attention to, and I believe all of us. Jesus had indeed said to the people, the, the Jewish leaders who, who doubted who he was, that even though you do not believe me, you believe in the works that I do. And as you believe in the works that I do, you will understand that indeed I have been sent by my Father. That was in John chapter 10, verse 38. So, the miracles that are recorded for us in the Scriptures, the words of God that are spoken to us in the Scriptures, are supposed to help us grow in faith, to know that Jesus is as good as his word. And therefore, if he has said it, then he would do it. Jesus always confirmed his claim by his works or by his actions. Now, we are looking at to be blessed. Believing leads to blessedness. And to be blessed simply is to be happy and contented. To be blessed is to have the approval of God and to experience the presence of the Lord with us in our going out and our coming in. To be blessed is to be assured that come what may, the Almighty will be with us. Such assurance gives us great comfort and drives away all fear. For Jesus Christ, for God, for Emmanuel, for the Holy Spirit is with us. Hallelujah. Because God is with us, in the person of the Holy Spirit, because Jesus has not left us alone, but he has given us the comforter, the helper, we know that he is always with us. And this assurance leads to a state of blessedness, a state of contentment, a state of happiness and joy, because we know that God is always with us. Now, the teaching of Jesus about blessedness, about happiness, appears to be contrary to what the world teaches. Because in, in this world, I believe that, I mean, all of us, if I should take an example, who are the happy ones? Somebody will talk about the president. Because the president commands everything. The ministers, the rich people, those who ride V8 and, 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 and the S classes and all that. We look at them and we think that, this is life. This is life. And I, and I remember one conversation between two ladies that I chanced upon years back. They were talking about life. And uh, there was this lovely car at the car park. So one lady said, hmm, Hey, cars will be as you. Car will 
Hmm. Mrs. Mikunu Toka, be say, Mamia. Uncle, or sending nothing now, Untia, Mesokra, I met Dakon Merulusa. I mean, so this, this lady was admiring a very beautiful car at the car park. And as she admired the car, she said that if her, last, her husband bought her a car like that, and she said he should lie down for him to step over. Oh, she would lie down and just roll back and forth. And I, and I laughed to myself. That is the standard of the world. That by riding in such cars, by traveling first class, by doing these things, then there is some happiness. There is some joy. There is some blessedness. But Jesus came to teach us something that is contrary. Jesus drew our attention that our happiness, our blessedness, our joy, our peace lies in our obedience and reliance on God and on the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So at the beginning of Jesus' ministry, he, he laid the foundation very clearly for us. So we, 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 can, we can see this in Matthew chapter 5, right at the beginning of Jesus' um, ministry, his teaching ministry. In Matthew chapter 5, and we can take it from uh, verses 2 to 11. And what is popularly referred to as the beatitude, as the beatitude, Jesus drew attention that the blessedness, the peace that he was talking about was not one that indeed belonged in those who lived in castles and those who lived in, in mansions and those who wore designer clothes. But we can look at what Jesus taught there. And he began to teach them, um, God blesses those who are poor and realize their need for him. God blesses those who are poor and realize their need for him. So these are the people who are blessed. When we realize that we are poor and we need him. I need thee, oh I need thee. Every hour I need thee. Bless me now my Savior. I come to thee. Those are the people that God blesses those who are poor and realize their need for the him. For the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Let's move on. God blesses those who mourn. For they will be comforted. Why do they mourn? They mourn because they see their wretchedness. They see their shortcomings. And they see that it is only in God that they find their sufficiency. It is only in God that they will be comforted. Those are the ones that the Lord blesses. God blesses those who are humble. For they will inherit the whole earth. Not those who, when they are coming, you know, then their shoulders are high and then, you know, they, they, they do and, and, and trample on us. No. But God blesses those who mourn. God blesses those who hunger and thirst for justice. Today our people went on demonstration. They fixed the country. Eh? Because we realize that everything is bazaar. God blesses those who hunger and thirst. For justice. In our courts, we, we, we see people and we read about, you know, uh, justice being sold to the highest bidder and all that. And, and, and you, you cry and ask, where is our God? 
But to those who hunger, those who hunger for justice, those who in their offices will see to it that the, the poor, the hungry, the needy are catered for, the Lord blesses such. Not the people who will take a bribe and, 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 and as it were, ride and, and push you under. God blesses those who are merciful. Those who are merciful. Yes, they are clearly in the right. Yes, you have wronged them. But they are merciful because they know that they have themselves obtained mercy. And God will show mercy to them. God blesses those whose hearts are pure. For they will see God. So you see, these are the things that when you do, you become blessed. These are the things that lead to your being happy in the Lord. Not as the world teaches. And it doesn't matter the state in which you find yourself. Because you do these things because you know that, yes, there is a day of accountability that awaits all of us and all mankind. Those who work for peace, for they will be called the children of God. Those who are persecuted for doing right for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. God blesses you when people mock you and persecute you and lie about you and say all sorts of evil things against you because you are my followers. We live in a world where people think that at times, you know, especially if you want to stick with the true religion, I mean the, 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 the religion, the spirituality as, as, as Christ taught it, not in terms of, you know, amassing wealth and and, and twisting people's arms to bring all sorts of money so that, you know, you, you will feed fat on it. And at times they will persecute you. Even in the office, when you want to stand for the truth. When you want to, you will not join them because they are doing dubious deals and that kind of thing. And at times they will find fault for you. They might sit on your promotion and do all sorts of things. See, there be, there be, 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 be. We want to enjoy. No. When people mock you, when people persecute you and say all sorts of evil things, because you are a follower of Jesus, blessed are you. So it doesn't matter that you may suffer, I mean, ridicule, but the most high is with you. And as I said, these teachings were laid by Jesus right at the beginning to draw, to change our mindset. That when we talk about happiness, when we talk about blessedness, it is not as the world teaches us. It is not as the world teaches us. There is more to be being blessed. There is more to be being happy in the Lord. Such people focus not on this world and its attractions, but on the world which is to come and the rewards that await us. Such people that believe in God and His words. So, we know there is a better world. So, we focus not on this world. We focus on the world hereafter. And as we know that we are meeting the standard and the approval of God, yes, we are happy and we rejoice in our afflictions. So, belief precedes our acceptance as children of God. And in John chapter 1, 
verses 11 and 12, one of my favorite uh, uh, pieces of scripture, we're told that he came to his own and even they rejected him. But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. Isn't it wonderful? I, I don't know how you feel about being a child of God. I believe that being the son or daughter of President Yakufuado means a lot. And when the people are walking, or being the son or daughter of Utunfuo makes one feel good. But to you and I, who believe in Jesus, he has given us the right to be called children of the Most High. Hallelujah. I mean, if this doesn't make you feel good, if, that, if it doesn't fill your, your heart with warmth, and I don't know how to put it in English, then I don't know how else you should feel. But for me, being called a child of God, being given the power to be called a child of God really excites me. We cannot please him without believing in him. So we go to um, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, and we read that without faith, it is impossible to please him. But whoever comes to faith must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seeks him. So, our blessedness, our happiness, comes as we put our faith, as we put our confidence, as we believe in the word of God, and we believe in Jesus. And without such belief, without such faith, without such confidence in him, we cannot please God. Brethren, Jesus is calling on us. He's challenging us that the only way to maintain our sanity in this world, the only way to maintain our joy and happiness in this world is to place our all in all in his hands. Because when we do that, we know that he is with us every part of the way. When we lie, he's with us. When we sit, he's with us. When they insult us, he's with us. When they praise us, he is with us. So come what come may, God is with us. And as we seek him this way and follow him this way, he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. He's a rewarder. There is a reward in our believing in Jesus and coming along with him. Why should we believe in God? For me, I believe in God because he's a creator. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. If he had not created the heaven and the earth, you and I, there will be nothing even to celebrate. But because he created the heavens and the earth, I would want to believe in this creator. I believe in this creator also because he created me. He breathed into man and man became a living soul. So the very breath that we have in our nostrils, we owe it to him. And the one who is the Obadiah, the one who is the Tumfor, the one who when he says today, your time is up, you have no answer. That is the one that I believe that you and I must believe. So, I believe in God because he created me. And the very breath that I have in me, 
is from him. I believe in God because there is power and accomplishment in God's word. In Isaiah chapter 55 verse 10 and 11, we read that as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bad and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. That is, I, I, I took that from the NIV. So, whatever the Lord has said, he says his words will not return to him void, but it will accomplish that for which it is sent. So, I believe in the word of God, because I believe that what he says will come to pass. In Matthew chapter 25, verse 35, Jesus also teaches us that his words are eternal. He says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. If Jesus said it, I believe it. Let us, brethren, let us go back into the word of God. Let us believe what Jesus has taught us in his word. And it will be, it will be well with us. In Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 12, again, the Lord assured the prophet that he watches over his word to perform. Can you imagine? He says, when he says something, he watches over the word. What have I said? And I am making sure that everything that I have said, he what he is not God is not just flippant. He's not he doesn't just say things as somebody would say anyhowly. But he watches. He means what he says, and he watches over his word to perform it. Now I just want us to spend the rest of the time this evening looking at the ways in which the Lord blesses us. In which way do we experience the blessings of the Lord? At times when we talk about the blessings of the Lord and we talk about, you know, our blessedness, our happiness, we, we, we wonder. But God is real. So I want us to go back to Deuteronomy chapter 28 and look at Deuteronomy chapter 28 verses 1 to 14. And look at the various areas of our lives in which we experience the blessings of the Lord. Deuteronomy chapter 28, we'll read verses 1 to 14. It says, if you obey the Lord your God and carefully follow all his commands I give you today, the Lord God will set you above all nations of the earth. So when we believe in the Lord, when we do as the Lord commands us, he says that he will set us above all nations. I, 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 I told you about how I feel about being a child of God. You know, yes, you may not be the son of President Kufu or the uh, President Kufuado or Utunfo, but you too, you are a son of God. The Most High is your father. You know, years back, I was sitting in my room doing a bit of calculation. You know, my children are many. So, I was doing permutation. Yeah, let me put this investment here. Let me do this thing. And I was doing all these kakus in my room. And the Holy Spirit prompted me. He said, look at you, human being. 
you are doing all these calculations. He said, what do you take me for? That was the, that was the, the word of the Lord to me. He says, what do you take me for? And I smiled to myself. I said, oh, Papa, you are with me. And his, I mean, he assured me that his eyes are on me. If me, human being, with my limited resources, I could sit down and try to plan that, oh, if I put this one here, in two years it will be here. And then he asked me, he said, so what do you take me for? Brethren, the Lord is telling us that if we will obey, if we will believe his word, he will set us above all others. Do you believe that? I've, I've told you the foundation. He said he watches over his word to perform. You know? And the Lord will bless us. The Lord will bless us. Let us believe in the word. Let us hold on to him. He says that your towns and your fields will be blessed. Let's, 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 let's go on. I don't want it to be like I am just quoting the words out of somewhere. It's in the, it's the, it's the Bible. So we can all look at it. He says, all these blessings will accompany you if you obey the Lord your God. Let's, let's move on. He says, you will be blessed in the city and you will be blessed in the country. So, at your office, you will be blessed. In Accra city, you will be blessed. When you go to your hometown in the village, you will be blessed. Some of us, we have become uh, Accra people. We are afraid to even go to our hometowns because the witches are there. And we think that the witches will consume us. The Lord says, you will be blessed in the city and you will be blessed in the country. Let's move on. He says, the fruit of your womb will be blessed. And the crops of your land and the young of your life. So, so our children, the children that the Lord has blessed us with, they are not, they are not the ones who become disobedient and give us uh, headaches and heartaches. They are not the people who, who write their exams ten times and they keep failing and failing and failing. The Lord has said so to you. So, you too, when you see the, the contrary, you can go to you and say, Papa, this is what your word said to me. And you say you watch over your word to perform. So some of these things, you want to have a conversation with your father. Because that is what he has said. Okay? The, the enemy will always come to steal the things that the Lord has done for us. But as we hold on to the word of God, I believe that the Lord will prove himself. He said, the, the fruit of your womb will be blessed. And the crops of your land and the young of your livestock. So, not only will our children be blessed, our crops will be blessed. Your business will be blessed. Whatever you do, whether you are selling a brown in Katia or Koko to train or whatever, you'll be blessed. You'll be blessed. The crops of your land, not all of us are farmers now, but whatever you do. See, the calves of your heads and the lambs of your flocks will be blessed. Let's move on. So, your, your basket, your basket and your kneading trough will be blessed. So, your basket, that is when you go to the, crop, the, 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 the farm, the things that you, you, you use to gather, it will be blessed. And when you come and put it in your storehouse, in your house, that will also be blessed. I mean, the Lord will bless us in every way. 
This is what he says. Oh. So we can hold him to that. Okay? Let's move on. He says, you'll be blessed when you come in and blessed when you go out. Brethren, the Lord has given us the Holy Spirit, our comforter, our teacher, our guardian. When we are going, let's call on the Holy Spirit to be with us. He says, you hear his voice behind you saying, this is the way. Walk in it. The Holy Spirit will guide you. And as we go, we'll be blessed. As we come, we'll be blessed. Let's, let's move on. He says, the Lord will grant that the enemies who rise up against you will be defeated before you. Ah, this day and age, we know people who go and see prophet A and prophet B, and then they will say all sorts of things, bring this and bring that. But the enemies, the witches, the wizards, those who plot evil against you, you, you name any enemy and put his name there. The Lord says that they will be defeated before you. He says they will come at you from one direction, but they will flee in one direction. Then the Lord makes you a hunabu dream. As soon as the people say, they scatter. And this is also part of the blessings of the Lord for his people. They will come in one direction, but they will flee in seven. Let's move on. He says, the Lord will send a blessing on your bands and on everything you put your hand to. So, whatever we are doing, please. Uh, it, it's, it's a simple thing. Some of the principles, you know, just whatever you do, whatever you want to do, believe that the Lord is with you. And whatever you are doing, just lay hands and ask the, the Lord's uh, uh, protection, the Lord's blessings on it. The Lord will, be, will, will meet his, 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 will rise to meet you at your, at your point of need. He will bless you. The Lord will be a blessing on your bands and on everything you do. He says he will bless you in the land that he's given you. And he will bless our bands. This is Ghana, our homeland Ghana. It is the only place we know. God says he will bless us. We don't need to go to uh, Yankee. And we don't need to go and, and, and do anything. The Lord has assured us of his blessings. The Lord assures us of his protection. The Lord assures us that he will be with us. He will give us that peace. He will give us that contentment. He will give us that joy in whatever we do. I mean, I started by saying that Jesus changed the paradigm. He changed our perception of what is happiness. So I'm not saying then that we become the richest people. That is not what he's talking about here. But he's talking about his blessedness, his approval, making, giving us increase in our own way, wherever we find ourselves, so that we don't feel so small in ourselves. The Lord will bless the land that he's given us. Let's move on. He says, the Lord will establish you as a holy people, as he promised you on oath, if you keep the commands of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. I love this, this, uh, uh, this, this verse because, you know, when the, the Lord talks about he will bless us as a holy people, we are his covenanted people. In, in Peter says, you are a royal priesthood. You are God's chosen people. So we are the special, the Lord has set his love on us. There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a verse that I, I, I love. It is, he brought me to his banqueting table 
and his banner over me is love. The call of God on our lives is not a call of punishment. It is a call of love. It is a call of approval. It is a call to make us feel special. So that as you and I walk, we can always chest out. Because we know that our Father is with us. Glory to the Lord. Let's move on. We are almost at the end. He says, then all the people on earth will see that you are called by the name of the Lord. And they will fear you. Hallelujah. So, you know, we become, we shall become signs and wonders. So, the Lord so blesses us that somebody says, hey, as for you, you are always laughing. As for you, you are always joyful. As for you, I don't know. So what is it? Because you are a big Because my father is always with me. So, you know, the things that make people feel good, and uh, those things don't mean anything to you. But it is the assurance of the Lord's presence. That is what gives you the joy. That is what gives you the satisfaction. You don't need to travel first class before you feel good. You don't need to eat chibom. Even if you are eating garin in katye, you are thankful to the Lord because he has given you something to eat. But I dare say that our Father can do better. So this is it. Then all the people on the earth will see that you are called by the name of the Lord. The Lord does these things to us so that by our lives, others will know that of a truth, we are His. Hallelujah. Let's move on. We are almost at the tail end of it. He says, the Lord will grant you abundant prosperity in the fruit of your womb, the young of your livestock, and the crops of your ground, in the land He swore to your forefathers to give you. Hallelujah. So the Lord has spoken. The Lord has given us His own word. He's given us His promise. It is, it is through these promises that we are able to escape the corruption that is in the world. Because the people in this world would want to intimidate us. That is why people become so greedy and they want to take and take and take. So that you come and beg. But when you have your father by you, you will not beg for bread. Your father will give you that which you need. He will rise to your aid in times of need. You become the blessed of the Lord. Let's complete it. Um, I think we are almost there. He says, the Lord will open the heavens, the storehouse of his bounty, to send rain on your land in season, and to bless all the work of your hands. You will lend to many nations, but will not borrow from none. So, can you imagine the Lord opens his windows of heaven and pours his abundance and pours his blessings so that you lend and you do not borrow. Brethren, these are not fiction. These words that I speak or I share with you this evening are not things to, as it were, placate us or to make us uh, live, uh, bury our, our heads in the sand. But there are words that are, are supposed to challenge us in the way we walk 
with God. In our prayer to God. In our search to lead a life of approval, a life of holiness. In our quest to make peace with the people around us. In our witness about His goodness and His bountifulness towards us. Let's move on. 13. He says, The Lord will make you the head and not the tail. If you pay attention to the commands of the Lord your God that I give you this day and carefully follow them, you will always be at the top and never at the bottom. Your joy will always overflow. You will always bubble. You will all, people will wonder. As for this man, I don't understand him. You, know? you will always have a song. I remember years back, I, when I was at, in my previous work at the group office, we were having a board meeting and, you know, I, I came out and I, and I was singing. And somebody said, Morgan, you, you are coming out of the boardroom and you are singing. To be honest with you, I didn't even, it, didn't, it didn't even occur to me. I didn't even notice. Because people go to that room and they think that there is always heat and, and I, I was singing. And it comes to me naturally. I mean, whatever it was that was, you know, the heat, I wasn't even feeling it. I had a song in my heart. In fact, that was when I realized that I, I, was, I was doing something strange, <laughs> you know. But for me, it was the natural outflow of my thank, the, the thankfulness that I had in my heart. You become an enigma. People don't understand your lifestyle. But God is with you. Let's complete it. There's 14. I think it says, Do not turn aside from any of the command, commands I give you uh, to the right or to the left, following other gods and serving them. Brethren, there are so many other gods that are knocking at our door. And those are the things, the gods of this world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. These are the things that the world is constantly throwing at us. And they are trying, they are doing their very best to, to as it were, wrestle us away from the, the important things that our Father is reminding us and calling us onto. But as we hold on fast to the word of truth, blessed assurance, Jesus is ours. Oh, what a fortress of glory divine, heir of salvation, purchase of God, born of his spirit, Washed in his love. He says, this is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. Brethren, as we hold on to the word of God, we will experience the blessedness of God as we believe in his word. It will be different because our standards are different. The yardstick by which we assess the world and the things of this world will be different. And the world will see us and will not understand us. But we know that we are the treasure of the Lord. Let me end with a passage that I like. 
In Deuteronomy chapter 14, verse 2, it says, For you are a holy people. And I'm, I'm reading this from the New King James. It says, For you are a holy people to the Lord your God. And the Lord has chosen you to be a people for himself. A special treasure above all the peoples who are on the face of this earth. Osofu, when the Lord tells me that I am a special treasure, Look, we don't keep our special treasure just lying around our halls. Special treasure. Is that where you put your special treasure? Special treasure, it is hidden somewhere. My mother will put it in her airtight under down there. Special treasure. And the Lord says that we are a special treasure of His. Let us think of ourselves as people who are special to the Lord. We are our ladies. Where do you keep your precious gold and things, your trinkets? Do you go and throw them any, 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 anywhere at all? No. Maybe some of you, you have a special chest. And even that one, you might have some, some cotton woods and things that you wrap them around and all that and keep them down there. If the Lord, so the Lord blesses you with some pounds or something, hey, that one, you don't leave those pounds around. The Lord says that we are a holy people to God. He has chosen us to be a people for himself. We are a special treasure above all the people who are on the face of this world. My prayer is that we will lead our life believing in the word of God to us. And as we hold on to his word, as we believe in his word, the peace that surpasses all understanding, the peace of God on our lives that will make people wonder who we are, it will show very glaring to the world. Would that each and every one of us will trust and obey, believing that he who has called us is faithful, who also will do it. May we always, by believing and obeying the word of God, remain a special treasure to the glory and praise of his name. Amen. Shall we bow down our heads? Our Father, we give you glory, we give you honor, we give you praise. Thank you for calling us to be your children. Thank you for setting your love upon us and making us a special treasure. Oh, that Lord, we will lead lives that are a demonstration of your blessedness on us. The Lord our mouth will always be satisfied with good things. That we will always have a song of praise in our hearts. Because our Father is with us. Thank you, our Lord, our Creator. Thank you, Jesus, our Savior, our Redeemer, our Friend. Thank you, Holy Spirit, our Comforter, our Teacher, our Guardian. We pray the Lord as we journey on on this earth, we will always believe
by believing and obeying your word, Lord, we will experience your blessedness. We'll experience your peace. We'll experience the contentment and the joy that comes from knowing you. That by our lives and by our lives, others will know that of a truth, we are your children. I pray for each and every one that hears me and even those who couldn't join us this evening. The Lord will be strengthened in our hearts. The Lord will be resolute in our quest to obey your word. Help us. Help our own belief. So that like Thomas, we will say to you, our Lord and our God, reign in our lives until life's journey's end. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen.